We bid you welcome in the name of Jesus, our exalted head. Come as a servant, so he came, and we receive you in his stead. Come as a shepherd, guard, and keep. This fold from hell and world and sin. Nourish the lambs and feed the sheep. The wounded heal, the lost bring in. Come as a teacher sent from God. Charged his whole counsel to declare Our ranks encourage laggards fraud While we uphold your hands with prayer Come as a messenger of peace Filled with the Spirit, fired with love. Live to enjoy our large increase. And I to meet us all above. The Order of Matins, page 208. O Lord, open my lips, and let out the Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste, Glory be to the Father and to the Son. And to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ, King who comes to save us. Behold, the Lord comes to save us. O come, let us worship Him. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is our great God and our great King above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in his hand. The strength of the hills is his also. 
Augustus is for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Behold, the Lord comes to save us. Oh, come, let us worship Him. You may be seated. Hymn number three in the green hymnal. The only sun from heaven. The only sun from heaven foretold by ancient seers, by God the Father given, in human shape appears, no sphere his light confining, no star so brightly shining, as he our morning star. O time of God appointed, O bright and holy morn, He comes the King anointed, the Christ the virgin born. His home on earth he maketh, and man of heaven partaketh of life again and air. O Lord, our hearts awaken to know and love thee more. In faith to stand unshaken, in spirit to adore, that we still heavenward pacing, yet hear thy joy foretasting, may reap its fullness there. Psalmody is in your white bulletin insert. Psalm 132. 
We'll chant responsibly. Oh, you who bring good tidings of peace to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with strength. Say to the cities of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, see our God is coming, the one whom we awaited. David and all his afflictions. Surely I will not go into the chamber of my house. Or go up to the comfort of my bed. Until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Let us go into his tabernacle. Let us worship at his footstool. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness. And let your saints shout for joy. The Lord has sworn in truth to David. He will not turn from it. If your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony, which I shall teach them, their sons also shall sit upon your throne forevermore. This is the resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will 
I will also clothe her priests with salvation. And her saints shall shout aloud for joy. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but upon himself his crown shall flourish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O Lord, you bear tidings of peace to Jerusalem. Lift up your voice with strength. Say to the cities of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, See our God is coming, the one whom we awaited. Go up onto a high mountain, You who are bringing the good news to Zion, lift up your voice with strength. Psalm 98 There shall come a star out of Jacob A man shall rise out of Israel shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. His right hand and, and his holy arm have gained him the victory. The Lord has made on his salvation. His righteousness he has revealed in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. 
All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of a song. Let the sea roar and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the With righteousness he shall judge the world and the peoples with equity. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. There shall come a star out of Jacob, a man shall rise out of Israel. He shall smite all the princes of the Gentiles, and all the earth shall be his possession. All kings shall fall down before him, all nations shall serve him. The lesson for Ember Wednesday is from the second chapter of Isaiah. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many peoples. 
They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Here ends the reading. St. Luke, the first chapter. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Here ends the reading. The responsory is on page 211. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The catechism reading is in your little booklet, and it's on page 22. 
How the unlearned should be taught to confess. What is confession? Answer, confession embraces two parts. One is that we confess our sins. The other, that we receive absolution or forgiveness from the confessor as from God himself. And in no wise doubt, but firmly believe that by it our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. What sins should we confess? Answer, before God we should plead guilty of all sins, even of those which we do not know, as we do in the Lord's Prayer. But before the confessor, we should confess those sins only, which we know and feel in our hearts. Which are these? Answer. Here, consider your station according to the Ten Commandments, whether you are a father, mother, son, daughter, master, mistress, servant, whether you have been disobedient, unfaithful, slothful, whether you have grieved any person by word or deed, whether you have stolen, neglected, or wasted aught, or done other injury. The sermon text is from St. Matthew chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. During the Ember Days, we usually took a, take a look at a section from one of the Catechism's chief parts For this year's Advent Ember Days, we're taking a look at confession itself. But uh, I'd like to show the connection today between confession and baptism. Confession itself is not some kind of extra activity Uh, like you might have uh, extracurricular activities. Sure, we have school, but then, you know, if you want, you could participate in basketball or whatever. No, confession is not an extra activity that only uh, some Christians participate. It is not an optional activity where you say, well, only some people like it or some people uh, do it. Nor is it is something that is only required after great sins, as if that would be the time you would pick it up and, and make use of it. What we find is that, con- that there is a connection between confession and our baptism. The New Testament sacrament of baptism is introduced to us by John the Baptist, even before our Lord has Uh, uh, sent out his apostles with it. It is described, according to John, as a baptism of repentance. A baptism of repentance. In other words, repentance, confession, absolution, play a part together with this baptism 
So that, together with it, the goal of baptism is none other than the forgiveness of sins, which is the second part of confession. Mark shows us how this was uh, occurring already at the time of John the Baptist. He describes the action of the people in Mark 1, verse 4 and 5, saying, they went out to him, that would be to John, they went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. That is, together with the baptism was this confessing of sins and then the receiving of baptism. John, you see, preached a universal message That is, it applied to all the people, not just to certain ones who had sinned or were Gentiles or something. And it was an ongoing message of repentance. Baptism fit into this repentance. John is said, according to Luke 3, to fulfill the words of Isaiah the prophet. And so we have Isaiah in chapter 40 saying, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the paths for him. And so John, by his baptism of repentance, confession, absolution, baptism, uh, he is preparing the way that the Lord might come to us, preparing us for Jesus uh, himself. There's a summary we have of John's preaching Already in Acts 19, a little bit later, when Paul is is dealing with those who had, had experienced John's baptism or thought they had, Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. So this baptism of repentance, not only is there confession that goes with it, but as Paul lets us know, telling the people that they were to believe in Jesus. And so they came confessing their sins, they came believing in Jesus. This baptism was a baptism of washing away the sins that were confessed and an acknowledgement or receiving of the forgiveness of sins that came through faith in Jesus. Jesus, in Matthew 28, puts baptism together with teaching. And so here is John telling us, or Paul telling us what John taught. He taught confession and belief. Yes, we are to make disciples, baptizing and teaching them, well, this confession and and absolution. In Luke's gospel, as it describes the apostles' work, (coughs) it makes it even more clear And they went out uh, preaching, Repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all the nations. Repentance, forgiveness, going out baptizing and teaching, we put it all together. When we get to the day of Pentecost, there is none other than uh, the the people, when they heard what, what Peter had said, they were cut to the heart. They said to Peter and the other apostles, "What brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized together, every one of you in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of sins. Together with baptism is none other repentance, confession, absolution, and both of these work forward towards the goal of the forgiveness of sins. 
to return back to John, there were some that came to John and he refused to baptize them. That would be the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He refused to baptize them because of their refusal to confess and their impenitence over their sins. You see, you cannot flee God's wrath simply by doing these outward rituals. They wanted to receive these outward things because the people thought that John was something and they thought, well, see, we'll, we'll do what John is, is doing and, and uh, we'll like tap into him. But they were not confessing sins. John said to them, He said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, he said, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And then he went on to tell them that they needed to produce fruits worthy of repentance. Repentance, confession and faith, is to result in signs that show that you are repentant. That is, that you quit doing what you had been doing before instead of confession And instead of trust in Christ for forgiveness, they were trusting in their physical connection to Abraham. You might say, by virtue of their Jewishness, they they claim to be children of Abraham. No. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you, that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones, and even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And so this repentance and baptism, or confession, absolution, and baptism, I said the, the connection that goes with those are something that John preached. It's something the apostles preached. It's what Jesus sent them out to do, uh, that it might happen. And it is not a one-time event. As these fruits of repentance are to be continual, and I'll talk more about that on Friday, uh, this is something that, uh, like baptism itself, though it happens once, it's something we live in all our life. Luther picked up on this. In the 95 theses, the very first three theses deal with these very issues. Number one, when our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, repent, he willed the entire life of believers to be one of repentance. The entire life. Just as we are baptized into Christ, we're to live our entire life in this confession absolution. It's not an optional, it's not an extra, it's our life. Two, this word, repent, this word cannot be understood as referring to the sacrament of penance. That is, confession and satisfaction as administered by the clergy. So Luther says, if you think that this repent is simply referring to some rite that occasionally happens. He says, no, go back to number one. This is the way we live as believers. And three, yet it does not mean solely inner repentance. Such inner repentance is worthless unless it produces various outward mortification of the flesh. And so, the fruits of repentance, 
outwardly you show by your life what the Lord has uh, given you through the uh, faith in Christ and thus in your thanksgiving. And so John is teaching us how we might prepare uh, the way for the Lord that we might, uh, who have had him come to us in word and sacrament, that we might lead lives of repentance or confession with baptism. That is our life. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. The appointed canticle for Advent is the Benedictus, page 217. visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him. All the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord, prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, when the day shall dawn upon us from on high, to give light to them who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit 
as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech the Almighty God, that with the coming solemnity of our Lord's birth, to accomplish our redemption through thy holy word and sacraments, thou would strengthen our faith in Christ Jesus, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Lord, we beseech thee, give ear to our prayers, enlighten the darkness of our hearts by thy gracious visitation, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal. Through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost now and ever. Amen. Shed your Holy Spirit upon your people, O Lord, and make ready our hearts this day to hear and keep your holy word that in the communion of your congregation we may rightly sanctify your holy day and through your word with all your saints come to eternal blessedness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty, everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.